Hello, hello, everyone. Happy um, Tuesdays. I hope everyone is doing okay. Um, it has been a very relaxing weekend for me. Um, and I'm sorry if you can hear that. Our neighbor is uh, weed whacking their yard. So I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, I'm in a room. I'm in our room, obviously. And um, it's still, for some reason, like, hell of loud. I don't know. So I apologize if you hear that. But, um, yeah, it's just been a very relaxing weekend for me. Um, I had a little procedure done with my leg. No serious surgery or anything. But um, I was having issues with... um, my calf cramping up really, really bad whenever I would walk. And even though I would still take my little nature walks and stuff, it would be very painful, but I would just have to like kind of rest and then stop and then rest and then stop. And it wasn't cool. It was going on for a year now um, since I had, I was in the hospital last year and um, no one knew what was wrong until recently they found what was happening. And so they were able to fix it. Um, but I'm just on the recoup now for a week. I can't go to the gym. Uh, I feel like I've been like, I literally have been stuck in the house for almost a month, uh, due to my, um, my, um, husband getting, um, COVID. So it's like, it's basically like we were in the house from, um, like the second week of April. Then we finally got out. Uh, just only last, I think Wednesday, because I think Wednesday or, or Tuesday, one of them is when I got, we got our um tests back, and I got my test was negative because I didn't want to go out until I found out if I didn't contract it or not. So I waited for my test. So I, I only was able to be out of the house for, what was it, um, I think two days, and then I had the procedure done on that Friday, and now I'm right back in the house. Cause I'm not allowed to really drive or, um, do anything, uh, you know, strenuous until seven days. Luckily it's only a week that I have to be down, but it's just like, ah, and then my cat's going crazy. Um, oh my God. So if you hear her running around and all the jingling, that's her. She's in on one of her, she's on her bullshit right now. So, um, unfortunately too, she's been acting very weird kind of ever since she got spayed. She's, she's really sweet, but I, I think I mentioned she's like, she's been like, whenever I'm not paying attention or I'm talking like on the phone or anything, she like bites me. And lately it's been like drawing blood, like literally like my leg has like a deep, like puncture wound. It doesn't need stitches or anything, but it's just like now is when now I have to like cut that in the, like nip that in the bud. So I have a spray bottle. So if you hear spraying, that's because she's being crazy. She's been trying to tear up the furniture, tear up the rug, and it's just been hell on wheels. I don't know if maybe it's because I spent so much time in the house or something, but it's just been crazy. And so um, that's pretty much what my week looks like. I think I'll be able to start working out and walking um, again on, um, when is it? Probably the Saturday, obviously, because it it would have been seven days, um, since I had gotten it done. So I'm definitely looking forward to this weekend to be out. I'm hoping it's sunny AF and, um, I'm just happy because, you know, I, I'm glad I finally, they finally found out what it was because it was like an issue for me. And, you know, like someone who used to like walk and stuff like a lot, um, and my injuries that I had gotten already has affected that for it to be affected even more was like not cool. Um, so I'm glad it's fixed. And, you know, they said I can take little tiny walks. So I do kind of try to get a little bit of air because I, I feel like if you lay down too much, then it takes longer for you to, um, heal or whatever. So, um, yeah, so that's just been an update for me. And as we are still in Taurus season, and I have been really, I finally chose my company, well, it it is my company name um, that I'm trying to get trademarked. Um, I'll let you guys know how that goes. (laughs) 
I also um, am trying to start a new Instagram for it, but for some reason, it's not accepting my email, which is fucking weird. It's annoying as hell. It's saying, like, my internet connection, but I have an internet connection, so... I don't know, um, but it's going to be starting soon, so I've just been, you know, while I've been in the house, of course, again, I've been working on my jewelry wrapping and also creating um, little, you know, like, because I'm going to do crystal bundles for the astrological season, as well as, like, ones, you know, for you know, like your mercury, like stones for your mercury that you can, um, wear and everything. And for any of your, um, like inner planet slash signs. Um, so I'm, I'm excited and I just been practicing and I know I got a little frustrated yesterday because it's just, you know, it's the Virgo in me guys. And it's just when things like, for some reason I was having such a difficult time wrapping, uh, what was the stone? It's, uh, this beautiful citrine that I had mentioned to you guys that I want to wear, uh, because my sacral, oh my God, Mary's, you gotta chill out, honey, chill, okay? Chill out. But, um, yeah, because I've been feeling my sacral chakra is blocked, and for some odd reason, I just had the hardest time fucking wrapping this thing, and, I just got frustrated where I was just about to be like, fuck it, you know, and I usually do that because I'm trying to get away from being a perfectionist. Um, You know, I have a vision in my head of what it's going to look like and it just is, it just kept fucking up. So I, I was like, I was about to stop and I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do this anymore. Just screw it. And then I was like, no, just don't work on this particular stone right now. So I worked on a new might. Um, and it came out fine. And then I um I also worked on a um Aqua Teen Lemurian crystal and that one I kinda had a hard time with too. Uh but it was it was it came out okay. Um I think actually I didn't finish it because I had a um leave to go do something. Uh even though I wasn't supposed to, but I had to um get it done. It was important. See, she, she's like biting me because I'm talking. No, we don't do this, okay? Be good girl. But yeah. Um, so I'm still doing it. And like I said, my skill is getting a lot better. But sometimes I have to remind myself I'm not perfect. And I've not been doing this for a very long time. So um so I just can't um, expect to just come out with, like, a fucking hella magical, like, nice-looking item. So, yeah. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to tell you guys, though. So I um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the other. I really need to start re-listening to my stuff because I record them. And then sometimes I hate hearing my voice because I, like, cringe. <laughs> I will cringe at it, and then so I won't listen to it sometimes, and I forget what I talk about, because I'm weird like that, but I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, so I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it again, but I have really been, um, you know, like, I study medical astrology, and um, in medical astrology, you have to look at Saturn is your main, you know, like, planet that you look at for sickness and disease, you know, like, you know, maladies in the body, but also your north and south node are too, and I believe it's for chronic type of uh, maladies in the body, so I was like, you know, I never really hardly hear anybody talk about the north and south nodes in detail, so I was looking at, um, I was looking at some books that I I have, like, you guys, oh my god, I have so many books, and I have not unpacked all of them yet, just only the basic stuff that I've been, like, reading, um, I was telling my husband that I want to build a bookcase for this house, because it's, it's that much, like, you guys, I can, I can actually start a library, uh, because I just love to read, and it's of all subjects, like, it's not just astrology, I have a shit ton of astrology, I have also elements, like, I have a lot of, you know, different parts of astrology that's not, you know, um, not the basic stuff, like, I like to try to d- dip into, like, 
everything and try to learn everything on its own because you know you can get an astrology book of all around of what the planets and houses are but when you get books that also specify for like I have one of them like planets like every single planet and what it is in the sign and what it you know like all that good stuff I have um the elements I have sexual, you know, astrology, all just all kinds of shit. Plus, I have Ayurvedic medicine, herbalism, um, chakra systems. I have all of it. Anything that's like in old school medicine, uh, <laughs> I have it. As well as some, you know, when I don't want to, like, I have self health, um, crystal books, like everything and even some uh fiction books when I don't want to like when I'm not on a learning thing I like to kind of escape with fantasy or fiction books and stuff like that but I just have a lot just put it like that and I found this book it fell out and it's called new moon astrology um while it's while it's about how to use the magic of the new moon in every sign which is amazing because I had forgotten I got this book it also talks about this, the North Node and, and you know, like the things that you're trying to become um, in your North Node. Um, my North Node is in Gemini. So some of the things that I had read with that, um, it kind of hit home. Like it said that for Gemini North Nodes, it's good for us to journal. Like we need to learn to journal every day because that way our mind will will, you know, like kind of be more quiet because we'd get everything that we're thinking onto paper and then we don't have to be like, okay, you know, we can just be like, oh, okay, you know, this is what I wrote about or how I felt about something. You can look back on it and, you know, go from there instead of keeping it all in your head. And I was like, oh, hit home. And another one was that it said that in our past lives, um, we, we went through life with, just our intuition, like going by our intuition all the time. And that the reason why we came into this life as a Gemini, um, as a Gemini North node is because we came to not use so much, not depend so much on our intuition, but to actually use logic. And that I was like, wow, that's nuts because I'm actually, it's like, I guess you can say I'm really good at, um, for one, I've I've been working on hearing and listening to my intuition because one thing I've kind of realized is that um, and someone I had seen a video on this and it made a lot of sense. And if I can remember it, I'll try to let you guys know who the person was and what video it was. But I had seen this where the person said that if you're having a hard time hearing your intuition or working with your intuition, it's because your body is not it's not being fed right. Like it's not being, it's not able to really, how can I explain this? It's not really able to, um, gosh, have grace with me guys. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. Cause like there's a million thoughts going through my mind. Um, when you give your body whole real foods and the nutrients it needs needs and craves your intuition is louder you're able to really like your body is really able to focus on your intuition i guess like you won't have a problem with it but um if you're like kind of sick or you know not fully there yet with your nutrition and um you're not healthy and all that stuff it's going to be harder to um hear your intuition right and so um that just made a lot of sense because I I one thing I noticed with myself is that when I was really healthy and everything like my gut and everything was I could really hear my intuition and not saying that I can't now but I've been like practicing on you know, how my intuition works. And I realize that, um, I don't really hear, um, like voices or anything really. I mean, I do a little bit, but I mainly feel, you know what I mean? Like it's more of a, like the energy, like my body will react when something is not right, when something is right. And then I can make my decision from there. And, um, I thought that I was a really like like I was also a logical person, but I realized that sometimes I do listen to my intuition a little too much where 
you know, I, I will ignore logic and that's sometimes how, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that my, your intuition can lead you astray, but sometimes there's just some things where you have to use your brain. You have to use logic and reason, you know, and some things, I, sometimes I don't and I'll get in trouble. So I don't want to say it's my intuition. It's just, I'll just kind of ignore it and, you know, live in this, I guess, have rose colored glasses on, um, and not think. Um, so, but yeah, so I was thinking that this would be a great book, um, because I don't really hear any, um, anyone really talk about North Nose and stuff. And so I'm thinking about adding these as, you know, like I've been caught between doing either moon signs, rising signs next. Um, and, but now I want to do North Nodes. <laughs> North and South nodes. Um, I have mentioned that I've wanted to do a, um, a, what do you call it? Um, um, a Patreon, uh, where I was going to do either, I'm going to do the, either the moon signs public and rising on Patreon. And of course it wouldn't be expensive. Um, it'd be like a dollar or two, like $2, the most, maybe three, um, and, um, or vice versa, or maybe even like lunar nodes and stuff. So I don't know. I've had a hard time with Patreon. I actually have it made, but it's not completed because I was having the fucking worst time with the damn, um, banner. Cause they want you to have banners and all this other bullshit. And, you know, I'm not a fucking tech savvy person, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know graphics. So I just kind of buckled down, um, this last week and just bought Canva. Um, I don't really like to have a whole bunch of stuff. Cause I already paid for like a workout app, um, Apple music, um, crunchy roll. Cause I am an anime nerd. <laughs> yes. I don't care that I am a grown ass woman. I love anime. I grew up on it since I was a kid and I'll never like deny that same with, um, um, you know, like I used to be a huge world of Warcraft, uh, veteran, like when it first began, um, I was there and I loved it, but I had quit it around 2013 because I wanted to, like, I had got too involved, and then I kind of hated the way they had nerfed my class, <laughs> and uh, it just wasn't enjoyable, and it just seemed like they took away the, what do you call it, because I loved it for guilds and stuff, I used to be in top guilds, I used to love to raid and all that stuff, and they made, like, this thing, like, dungeon thing, where you can just, like, raid with anyone from different types of things, so you kind of lost that closeness and that bond of building a group and raiding and going to dungeons with them, and I just didn't like it anymore. I think it was Cataclysm is the last one that I've played. Um, yeah, I just didn't like it anymore. So I quit. And then plus I was like, you know, I was like in my like little 20s, I think. And I was like, eh, it's time for me to move on with life. You know, it was something I kind of did because I had kids early. And so when the kids were asleep, that was me and my ex's um, time to, you know, do things at night together, you know, keep the relationship alive and, it was fun. It was great and everything. And, but then after a while, I was like, oh, it's time for me to actually do something with my life. You know, I mean, I was working, don't get me wrong. I was already working and nursing and everything, but I wanted to be above that. I wanted to go higher in life. And I was like, yeah, so I'm done. And I got my shit together and, you know, end up going to college and graduating with psychology and bachelor's in psychology and everything. But <sighs> it's time for me to start back with that. Um, I'm just waiting to see what happens with this whole thing that I cannot talk about for my injuries because um, I've unfortunately am not cleared to be able to work and I miss working like hell. I really do. Um, gosh, I just kind of went on a tangent and yeah, <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and I guess jump into um, this main episode, but before I do that, though, if you guys are were, are into games, like, awesome, because um, I want to, like, if you're, like, if you like role-playing, like, RPG games, I'm telling you right now, there's this jewelry, and I know you're like, oh my god, this bitch is always on jewelry, but no, this is, like, some some good shit. 
I don't know if you heard of the the jewelry um st- uh, the jewelry store online called Bisu Lovely. Um, y'all, they are creating an RPG jewelry line, and I don't know about you guys, but I always wanted to rep my class, and it's it's not in like a child way either. So don't think it's like oh my god, bitch, you're gonna be looking like a five year old. Like no, it's really like. It's just really cool. You got to see it for yourself. It's called Bissy Lovely, and they have an Instagram and Twitter at Bissy Lovely. It, it is the one uh, line that I am I, ha- I am on the waiting list for because, like I said, I've always um, – I played a paladin when I first started games, which was okay, but then um, they had made paladins healers, and then eventually I – like for World of Warcraft, I ended up – I was a, a li- alliance um, – paladin and so um I when the when the blood elves came out me and my ex he was like I want to go to horde because alliance suck and you know I was like okay so I ended up becoming a blood elf priest and uh, from there that's like the only class like I love healer classes and that's because you guys know that really I'm I'm just like a healer type person like I work in, I've, my, my background of my career is all healthcare because I love to help people. I love to do anything that I can to make someone comfortable, to make someone happy, to, you know, like boost someone's confidence in themselves that they're going to be able to heal, give them great advice and all that stuff. And, you know, I've always been into herbs, you know, like, uh, like, um, alchemy and stuff like that. You know, I even took a college course on the history of alchemy. I, I believe it was, which you, as we know, alchemy is now known as, um, chemistry and it, it was it's just I just love it um, I want to help people I want to I want to make things and do anything that's going to better the world so the healer just it's, that's my heart <laughs> so she's created these rings and necklaces and it's cute the necklaces has like the symbol of whatever class you play and in the back it'll have like you know plus five to wisdom I know as the healers so yeah plus five to wisdom which is pretty damn cool because that's the stat you had to work on and stuff, um, and yeah like I'm a nerd guys I told you I am like a a nerd and I don't care I love it it's just it was fun so and they have a beautiful ring set that I cannot wait to get so I'm looking forward to that so if you're into that stuff there you go be so lovely you won't regret it. But now, (laughs) after going on that tangent, let's jump into why we are here. We are here because, of course, it is still Taurus season, duh. And it is the relationship and sex aspect of this, you know, season. And, of course, we start off with the Taurus man. So... They are known as the sign of sexual desire, and the Taurus man is called the idol, which is very interesting. That ex that I was just telling you about, he was a Taurus man, Um, so yeah, I have lots of experience because we were together for years, like we were high school sweethearts, like that long, we were together from then to, I think, our mid, almost our mid to late 20s, so yeah, we were engaged. Um, I just, I had too many, like, you know, my intuition <laughs> then was like, bitch, no, <laughs> don't marry this fool, you know, like, because he had some very, he had, he was a great guy, except he had a horrible shadow side, and I'm not going to expose him, you know, completely like that. It's not fair to him. Uh, he is the father of my children. Who he's a, he is an amazing father. They love him to death, and we are definitely cordial now. We are cordial. We work well together because uh, we're both only there for the kids, and um, we both are in new relationships. Um, and that's how it's supposed to be. You know, we just never talk bad with the kids to to each other and all uh to them and everything else so I like it I like being cordial with my um my baby's dad because I just you know I I've seen a lot of like horrible you know relationships between uh people's exes when they have kids with them and how it affects sometimes your new relationship and how 
it's just hell on wheels and the kids are all fucked up from it because you have parents who, in my opinion, confide in their kids and tell them how much of a piece of shit their mom or dad is and that that shit's just not cool to me that's one thing we had said even when we're together we're like we ever break up we're not gonna fucking destroy each other to the kids therefore our children are very happy um they love us both they don't choose sides and um that's how I, that's how I want it it makes peace in my life um I'm not I, I'm just not one about drama like I I just we just figure you know like it's just about the kids we don't talk about our relationships we don't talk about sexual we don't talk about shit except for the children that's it you know they don't need to know about what your man did last night and how he's better than him and they don't need to hear that shit like period you know, they just don't need to hear it, so it's just not worth it, but anyways, yeah, so I have a lot of experience with the Taurus man, and Taurians are, they're, they're good people, but the one I, uh, they can be lazy, that was, like, one of the biggest issues for, um, the one I dealt with is laziness, like, I don't know, like, (sighs) it's like that and kind of being in their comfort zone and it's like when they it's like they take they move on their time basically when they want to do shit when shit needs to get done they move when basically they're gonna say they're gonna move they don't like being told what to do they don't like being rushed or anything like that so yeah that's it anyway so let's go ahead and jump in so Taurus man the idol it says dude the obscure Taurus Mill is purposefully vague. Achieving his life's ambitions, he op- he operates best by keeping his intentions guarded and others guessing. He is not a man of action, but of reaction. A brilliant strategist who, in both professional and personal dealings, forces people's hands before playing his closely held cards accordingly. Seemingly guileless, his di- he disarms those around him by having no apparent agenda to assert a strong defense is his best offense. Letting experience unfold rather than forcing things to happen, Taurus remains verd- verd- oh my God. veritably stress-free in even his loftiest maneuverings, exhibiting what comes to be known as his signature grace and elegance. Hanging back in situ- situations, he is master of all he surveys. And like a wide-eyed kid in a candy store, he maintains an appetite for pleasure and no real barrel meter for absentees. Romantically, as in business, Taurus embodies a come-hither attitude that wins him the title of the Zodiac's preeminent male love object. He wants to be wanted, and in the worst ways, his seeming insouciance, inspiring inspiring would-be mates to make all the requisites moves. He is thus attracted to dominant women who will treat him like a trophy while indulging his notorious little boy habits for better or worse with such a powerhouse female he's willing and able to take a backseat often going long along for a lifelong ride in a man-to-man bond Taurus takes a more direct tack clearly signaling affectionate sexual interest and relationship needs still he will retain enough emotional and psychological distance as to make a lover work at continually keeping him happy. Oh, I see. So also, as you know, my um, my husband is a Taurus rising. So this will be interesting to see like Taurus rising and Taurus sun at play here. I'll go ahead and read the archetype um, as well. It says Taurus man personifies classic flower gods, Hyacinth, Hyacinth. Narcissus, <laughs> which as you guys know, narcissus, um, that's where, you know, like narcissistic personality comes from is this, this mythical um, character here. Adonis, uh, representing nature as male, a second sex subject to the advance of dominant female or even a male deity. Bulls were an ancient symbol of desires. Zeus taking t- Torian um, there's going to be a, tri- a trigger word, so um, I'm sorry if you don't want to hear that. Just skip for, like, skip this part, I guess you can say. Um, but trigger warning. It says Zeus taking Torian form in his infamous rape of Europa. Terrible. 
The Minotaur symbolizes desire for food, drink, sex, run amok, the labyrinth that traps him being a psychological maze of his perversion. Theseus is the Taurian hero who still relies on feminine direction. He finds his way out of the trap by following a thread woven by his lover, um, Adrian, or Aradne, Aradne, fertile mother. So that's who they're most likely going to refer to. And yes. So let's go ahead and jump into this sex and sexuality. Okay. So through his upbringing, Taurus was conditioned to believe that female affection is achieved by letting a woman take control. And much to his delight, somewhere during his sexual development, he learns that idleness leads to his increasing, well, idleness. <laughs> Perhaps as early as junior high, Taurus Boy is given reinforcement for his nonchalant behavior. He's an he's this unassuming lad being gawked at and giggled over by a gaggle of girls all the while pretending not to notice. Yet, by the time he reaches college, he has typically met with so many erotic um, experiences through little effort of his own that he figures, my sex life's not broken, why fix it? For Taurus, passivity becomes a most powerful pussy magnet. To the opposite sex, he appears the ultimate malleable male, that guy who'll let a girl get her hooks in and mold him. Unfortunately, what accompanies his compliant attitude is apathy to commitment. In his early days, when venturing out in search of sex, Taurus is often found in a pack of other young men, most often those who are his physical inferiors. Not too, men, not, not too hard to imagine, considering that Taurian's pleasing looks and physique. He especially excused the company of other overly good-looking guys, as, as might outshine him forever fearful of competition and possible defeat. To his mind, there can only be one true bull per pin. In a sense, Taurus sees his guy friends as steers eunuchs of sort meant to amuse and calm him until such time as he is singled out by some determined female matador. And Toro Toro, it never takes too long. So I want to say this. One thing that I have realized with dealing with uh, Torians, uh, Torian men, is that they do um, sit back and kind of let girls come to them, right? And I mean, <laughs> these men can be very handsome, and Taurus is usually very good looking. So, like, when I would ask, you know, I had asked me and my um, husband used to be very, uh, we used to be best friends basically before we started dating and getting married and everything but we were besties and he's very good looking and so I'd be like you know oh my god you know like I just assumed I was like you must have girls falling all over you and stuff like that or you must go out and and really like you know go for any kind of girl just because you can get whoever you want because you know you're he had an amazing personality plus he's good looking and he he just said he was just like no he was like I don't <laughs> He was like, I don't go search for girls. They just find me. Like, basically, every girl he's dated or had sex with, they came to him. He'll just live life. And eventually, like, he is, you know, like, very in tuned uh, with when a girl is liking him or giving off signals and everything, obviously. But um, the same with um, my other Torian, he didn't really go out um, to look for girls. Girls would just come to him. That's just how it was. And um, the thing with them, too, is that one thing that bothers me about, I don't know if every Torian guy is like this, but I know, like, my um, my first Torian that I was with, um, Tor the Taurus son, when we would be, like, around, like, men at parties and stuff like that, you know, I'd be, like, hanging out, chilling and stuff, and I'm, like, just talking, being friendly or whatever, and um, he'd just come and kind of, like, slap my ass or grab my ass and fucking grab on my tits and stuff, and that would piss me the fuck off, and it's basically, like, I would yell at him, like, not, of course, in front of the company, but I would, like, pull him in the back and be, like, can you knock it the fuck off, like, I don't like, you know, I don't like that shit. Like, I don't like being treated like a piece of meat. And he was like, well, they got to know what's mine. Like, 
I'm like, obviously they know we're dating, you know, you don't need to like basically show your dominance, you know? And he's like, oh, you fuck with the bull, you get the horns. That's why I said he was the one who said that shit. And I'm like, no, I'm like, don't do that shit. Cause it's very like, I just think it's disgusting and it shows insecurity in my opinion. So let's go ahead and jump in. So Taurus's first sexual encounter will typically be with a much older woman. With her, he'll play a sort of soft core gigolo uh, role, perhaps throwing his youth in her face, indulging in immature antics. In short, he might carry on like a 7 to 14 year old with an all too lenient uh, lenient mommy. With such a partner, he feels a built in freedom whereby he won't be expected to take the relationship too seriously. Nor will he have to exert much energy in the bedroom, letting the more seasoned woman take on the obligation of driving the sexual action. He wants proof of a woman's desire, and characters who give off a whiff of desperation often provide it more vividly than those who don't. What the woman won't realize, however, is that the Torian is getting off on this dynamic of him letting her have her way. Of course, in entering a relationship with an older woman, Taurus man seeks to relive his childhood but this time with a more overindulgent mother figure. As opposed to a strictly overbearing one, and chances are he'll get away with proverbial murder in the company of one so obviously thrilled to be with a young vital stud. He may in fact treat her like crap, pushing the limits of her willingness to forgive his rowdier antics if even subtly abusing the sexual power he wields. Nothing thrills Taurus more than a woman who professes she'll do or take anything to keep him as her own. Even if his initial sexual experiences are not with an older lady, that younger female, too, will take on a similarly doting, demanding, albite drooling demeanor. And by this point in his development, Taurus' outsized self-confidence trumpets his conviction that any female would find herself lucky to be linked with him. Like his viral bull mascot, he is thus often accused of jumping anything that makes a move on him. Even if, meanwhile, pinning for the affections of a less available female, as that story goes, however, the more gourmet brand of girls out there generally demand a good deal of wooing, if not outright chasing down. But our passive bull is simply not a predatory animal. Taurus man approaches sex in a way that would be regarded as feminine throughout nature's kingdom. He signals readiness, but but to clinch the deal, he expects the opposite sex to do the prerequisite pouncing. Nine times out of ten, Taurus is seemingly seduced into sex. Eight of those nine times, the supposed seduction is puppeteered by the Taurian master himself. It's automatic for him, not so much a matter of cunning, he simply finds it less work. And for this dreamtime inhabitant, the whole of life should be one big easy. He's not about to waste precious time and energy making a play for a woman when he might very well find himself shot down in the end. And so he provides himself the luxury of rarely, read, never, (laughs) being dumped or otherwise failing in relationships. As one might imagine, someone who doesn't let himself experience failure has no pesky compounded failure feelings with which to contend. This is the key to Taurus's brand of unselfconsciousness, confidence, and natural ex- naturalist spirit to corpse. Still, the question remains, what kind of woman does a Taurus attract if he's not actively pursuing those he might otherwise objectively, objectively fancy? So yes, Taurus men, they let the woman kind of um, make the moves, right? And don't get me wrong, so they act like they don't, like they're not not, I wouldn't say not interested, but they act like they're just so passive, like they're not, like, like they don't, you know, it's not all about sex, and in truth, the second you make that move, and they know that, okay, at least, you know, like, from what I've seen with the Taurus son, the second that you make the move, or he knows that you're, like, open to have sex, and they just, like, go for it, like, basically, like, all the way, (laughs) but yeah, so, you know, they know what they're doing, they know, it's all, it's, like, weird, because it's, it's, it's exactly like the book says, that how Taurus is, they're the puppeteer, you know, they know what they're doing to get you, and then once they get you, then they got you, because then they don't have to put in the work, and they don't have to worry about being shot down, so it's, it's just a, the way they kind of manipulate people. 
It says certain women, certain women will regard Taurus for all his hanging back as the pow, uh, prover, proverbial strong, silent type. Still, others might be suckered into believing he's shy. He often appeals as a cute but clueless character over whom women shrug their shoulders, roll their eyes, and pout out something akin to, what would he do without me? And that's exactly the reaction Taurus hopes to inspire. After all, he not only avoids taking an active role getting into relationship, he also counts on retaining that hands-off involvement once it's up and running. Still, some women will blatantly get off on the pure idea of seducing him. Meanwhile, this single Taurus often is, has several women simultaneously in each category. In all other scenarios, one thing is certain. The Zodiac's male love object lives in the reflective heat of others' desires for him. The Taurian sheik is nothing after all without his worshipful wives and concubines. More than any other guy, he has the ability to in, indeed the luxury to inspire female cult following a symptom of his magnetic fixed sign standing, which signs hand in hand with his archetypal status as a fertility idol incarnate. In fact, many domineering female looks at Taurus and simply sees a hot stud engineered for producing pleasure, if not providing some quality sperm. Bull guys' marriages and there and there are typically typically more than one, often begin with a bun already in the oven. As the Minotaur myth suggests, an obsessive desire for idolization is no cinch to satisfy, requiring ever more human sacrifices to this lust for worship. Even when in a relationship, Taurus is hard-pressed to pass on any seductress who might throw himself at him. In playing the field, Taurus rarely lets his lust for even his most coveted acquisitions show. He is a cool-headed collector of such priceless pieces in the case of ass. <laughs> Obvious investment, emotional or otherwise, would run contrary to the signature, signature detachment for which he is worshipped. There is, however, a possible paradoxical pitfall here: that he, the zodiac's premier fancier, is nothing. Premier fancier is no, nonetheless always placing himself up for auction, available to the most fervent as, aspirant for his affection, affection, and sexual favor. Hmm. Interesting. Rarely a risk taker, Taurus requires a sure thing, someone who will demonstrate beyond a shadow of a doubt that she is indeed pitching for him harder than any other bidders on the block. The other shoe falling, however, is that the most ardent woman for his affections will prevail, and often despite how much or little sentiment Taurus may actually feel for her, he submits the woman who shares his most torrid passion himself, blind to other uh, considerations. This often makes those close to the bull wonder at his judgment and choosing partners, leading to the age-old, is he really going out with her line of questioning. Yet, to the fair, what most of us feel to realize is that Taurus prizes tenacity in a person, such as trait signifies caretaking stability and grounding focus, which for the fixed earth sign is of prime importance. Moreover, Taurus may sense assets in a partner that aren't readily apparent to others' naked eye. To his credit, he generally values personality and intelligence above looks. He's often insecure about his own brain power, such that obviously superior smarts in a partner easily eclipse an emphasis on beauty or any blatant lack of thereof. The signs association with the second house, that of content, rather than form astrologically programs him to see beneath the surface. In fact, this is one of his best qualities. At his core, Taurus is looking for security and guidance. He doesn't endeavor to steer the love boat, but rather luxuriate in all that's being afforded on on board. Afforded him on board. This life this slice of beefcake is totally submissive and moreover he likes it that way. When alone with a woman, he's incredibly cuddly and cooing, needing constant coddling and physical signs of reassurance. Sexually, too, he's not at all what he appears. Taurus has little inkling that he often appeals to women on a strictly sexual basis. Likewise, he's usually in the dark as to what is expected of him in bed. And so he goes on a strutting his stuff unaware. He's a big tease, sending out a nearly palpable magnetism that is in no small way attributed to his own pent-up sexual energy begging for release. Laying so much responsibility for hookups in a lady's lap, Taurus can sometimes spend a lot of time in the sexual bullpen, 
like the Minotaur, trapped in his own complex of desire without any easy escape. The sexual confinement manifests physically as well, as the bull arguably suffers from blue balls more severely than most. Typically, Taurus is disinterested in masturbation, a predisposition not based on moral principles, as is often the case for the vigilant ascetic Aries, but stemming from the Taurian inability to objectify his thoughts and even conjure up the appropriate images without his signature obscure random notions pressing their way into his mind's eye. Hmm. I can't avert that in my experience, at least with the Taurus sign, this is not true. Anyways. <laughs> Moreover, what gets him off most is seeing a partner getting off on him. Even in, even in this most intimate of cir- circumstances, he isn't able to view experience directly, but rather needs to glimpse in through another's eye. This may explain why Taurus can be indiscriminate as to whom he jumps into bed with. Women who might not seem up to snuff at face value are indeed those whom Taurus may find the most adamantly appreciative in the sack. Being mismatched with an, uh, with an expected beauty, the bull will instead often exploit any truth there is to the argument that, girl, that girls who, let's just say, couldn't capture the cover of Vogue simply work harder in the sack. Um, that's, you know, that's, um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but I've heard this a lot from, um, I would say men. I don't, if you guys haven't heard that, you know, they let's quote unquote ugly girls or girls less attractive. They usually say are way better in bed, um, compared to a really hot girl. Um, I was overhearing, um, you know, I was eavesdropping because, like, my ears were perking out one time when, um, I was around, uh, some guy time and I was in the house and I was, um, of course talking with the girls and stuff, but I forgot what, one of them had to go to the bathroom and stuff, so I was sitting in the chair waiting for them to come back and my ear kind of, like, perked up when I heard that and they were like, you know, like, one of them was like, you know, it's terrible. Uh, how disappointing it is when you fuck a hot girl and they're terrible in bed and you know all the guys are like dude I know what you're I know what you're talking about I get it like it's so disappointing they look so good but they just don't do shit in bed like they don't want to do anything like different I mean I'm sure that's not every single hot girl but I've heard that and and it's true that like the ones like they were like I've had sex with this girl who wasn't like nearly as hot or wasn't this and she was like amazing in bed and you know like all this stuff and I was like oh that's interesting you know like I wonder is that true of course you can never you know act so in that really but I've heard that more from more than one dude so I don't know what it is but I always figured like because like me and the girls were trying to dissect why this is and I always thought that it's because if you're like let's say you're like model-esque like highly like amazingly attractive like mythical I always feel like the mindset is that because you're so good looking the guy is even blessed to be able to get your your pussy pretty much so he's lucky enough to just be able to stick himself in there. So you shouldn't have to do any work because he's lucky to be able to have, be having sex with you while a girl who's not, who, you know, would be considered not as attractive and might have some self-esteem issues will put in more work. Cause they're like, you know, man, you know, like I got to really like make sure that, you know, I perform good and that he's pleased and stuff like you're, you're I guess you're like, more pleasing because you feel you feel like oh you know like I guess you're lucky enough to have him I guess I don't know that's that's one of my theories I'm sure it doesn't make sense but that's what I was thinking I don't know because it's like if you don't have self-confidence and you feel like you gotta like swallow a guy's dick whole pretty much and do like all this crazy shit and stuff to keep him around which it does work <laughs> I get it, but it's just, like, also, you don't, you know, like, I feel like you should want to please a man regardless of any way that you look to me, like, that's my goal, like, I want to make sure my man's pleased, and 
Like even like guys with girls, make sure your girl or guy is pleased because you want to like pleasure them, not because you feel like because you look a certain way, you decide like if you're going to put a good amount or the bare minimum of effort during sex. I don't know. I would love to know like what others think, you know, message to me at the Charming Libra. I know it looks bold, but I will answer. I promise. I would love to know you guys' thoughts on that kind of stuff. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump back in. And in this guy whose namesake zodiacal animal has to be provoked into action by avert gesturing, gesturing, we glean new meaning from the concept of screwing anything that moves. As the male love object, he will, in fact, only ever become a fraction as excited as his lover, who might really have to chew the scenery to elicit even the most meager response. Indeed, left to his own devices, Taurus is pretty placid in bed. Oh, that's that's kind of heartbreaking. I mean, luckily I have not experienced that, but that's shocking, to be honest, because, you know, the bull, you know what I mean? Like, bulls go crazy, so I don't know. Let's read more into this, guys. In some instances, a partner will have a hard time telling whether he's e- he's even enjoying himself so imperceptive so imperceptible are his reactions he may just lie there letting letting himself be done oh how terrible um this is often a symptom however of becoming lost in sensual sensual stimulation as the less he moves amount the more he may be open to mounting excitement for if there's one guy who can breathe into such feeling of arousal letting them wash over him and build to extraordinary levels as would drive most men to thrashing about, it's the Taurus. At the point where most guys would be climaxing, the Taurian is just beginning his slow rise to the heights of second-house sensation. Meanwhile, like Chauncey Gardner, he likes to watch a woman using him as a boy blow-up doll, relishing seeing less for him burning in a take-charge partner's eyes. For other people, eyes might be the mirror of the soul, but for the Zodiac's narcissist, these are mirrors reflecting back on him, and if his lover is looking for a slow and easy se- uh, session, all will be right with the world. But here's where those who've misjudged him as a sexual dynamo get off, or don't as, or don't as the case may be. Um, that kind of reminds me of how they said the Libra man is, but the Libra man, um, it said. Um, will allow a woman to use his body, you know, because the skills are, uh, it's an inanimate symbol. He'll, he'll, he'll allow a woman to just use his body like in an animal, like in an inanimate way, but not just like lay there. But I thought that was kind of hot. Cause it's like, Ooh, that's almost like, like, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, there's two different kinds of sex in my opinion. Right. So there's times where, like, I'll, like, tell my guy, like, you know, like, you know, there's sex where, you know, you're, it's passionate, you get off, you know, you have your slow sex, you know, where it's, like, making love and stuff, then you have your fast, like, rough fucking sex, where it's just, like, I don't know, just, like, hella, like, I don't know how can I mention this, but it's just, like, really good, and it's just, like, a little rough, and then you have, like, your medium, like, rough sex where it's like a passionate but like a little rough kind of you know like thing but then there's just getting nasty right and when you get nasty you're just (laughs) you just want to like you'll just like try all kinds of shit and do all kinds of shit and I that's how that's that's the I do all kinds of sex like that I enjoy sex that has like different kind of momentums and stuff in it and then there's just sex where and this is one that my partner doesn't really comprehend well, but it's just like, sometimes I'll be like, let's just like have fun, you know? And he'll be like, well, um, what do you mean have fun? He'll probably hate me if he ever heard this. But um, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just where you kind of have sex and try like some off the wall shit, you know what I mean? And because sex to me is not always about orgasm. Like, of course, I'm going to make sure my man gets an orgasm and he makes sure I get it. So we orgasm like all the time. But, like, that's not the only reason why I want to have sex either. Like, I want a pleasure. And I like to try off-the-wall shit 
to see if it feels good or not. And that way you can add it into your arsenal. You know what I mean? Like, you got to keep shit spicy, guys. <laughs> sex is just, sex is, it's important in a relationship. It's not, it's not the only thing important, but it is like, it's up there and being important. And so I like to just do random things. Like, I mean, random ass fucking positions. Like, <sighs> I can't, I don't know, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but I'm just trying to just kind of, you know, like, just get it out there, but it's just, like, just random shit, it's hard to explain, because it's just, it's really random, like, some weird positions that you'd be like, why the fuck would you even want to do something like that, but it's just, like, I don't know, you just want to get creative, and just see how it feels, and if you come, you come, if you don't, you know, you don't, you're having fun, that's the whole thing about it, you gotta laugh about it, and stuff like that, anyways, um, but yeah, so, it says, sensing his infamous aura of sexual power, a woman may only naturally assume she's in for a right pounding, something, however, Taurus is not generally disposed to deliver, damn, sucks, Indeed, the burning desire that the bull inspires in a woman and even the gasp of anticipation at the generally generous size of his apparatus creates far more buildup than any payoff can equal. Taurus Mill's legendary sexual magnificence exists, it would seem, mainly in the imagination of those who've yet to bed him. Not to say Taurus Guy is a lousy lay, on contraire. It's just that sex with him can be like seeing a movie you've heard too many raves about. It can't, it can't but fall short of a, of a blockbuster expectations. Much of what he's after has already been satisfied by the time sex itself occurs anyway. That being the eagle boost he gets from a woman wanting him so badly, she practically lassos him into, the, into bed. Besides the blissfully, blissfully ignorant bull might himself buy so far into the pre- production hype promoting his abilities that even he doesn't realize if and when he's failed to deliver at the box rarely the premature ejaculator that Aries can be Taurus has the opposite problem if any he loses his erection easier than most males on the wheel damn it's not a matter of impotence per se but simply a testament to how high a stimulation threshold is necessary to make all his systems go Still, our subjective insouciant fellow feels the beefiness of his wiener, or lack thereof, as is a barometer for how titillatingly talented his lover is, and not a matter of blame or shame on his part. Meanwhile, he barely entertains such lines of thinking, happy to linger in the wings between sexual acts, bodies entwined, lost in that infamous dream time, simply enjoying the kind of intimate exchange many women are often complaining men don't engage in enough Mm. it is key to remember that taurus man is steeped in the feminine experience he seeks tenderness and he longs for patient understanding in the bedroom he feels perhaps subconsciously that he suffers from a sort of sexism that he's not allowed to want what many women desire from sex a loving sensitive experience but rather that he's expected to perform like some professional stud. In truth, doing just that is often pure sexual fantasy for Taurus, something he may act upon of his own accord accord in stealthier mood, but it's not a role he wants to play out in a light of day steady relationship, and certainly not when he feels under obligations to do so. In any case, Taurus rarely embodies the Big Bang, and if he is able to find his way past the Larry Lady ledges to a woman who will let him be his physically tranquil, old Fernanded self, and indeed love him for, for it, all is it should be. In truth, Taurus is a slow, meditative lover who, when allowed to be his lolling best, is uncommonly capable of sustaining marathon sex sessions. Um, the Zodiac's male darling, he will let himself be actively adorned for hours, just as he'll roll around letting slip, letting slip certain bits of him, fingers, tongue, phallus, into any place warm and welcoming, as befits his idol status. 
He loves to taunt and tease his lover, increasing her literal devotion, if not her outright desperation for his body, offering her only subtle and brief uh, stimulation as will drive her into action, seeking her beg and indeed grab for what she wants from him. Astrology's internal nubile boy, one might suspect from his complete lack of sexual cunning that he hasn't had much experience. But of course, this is the bull's de rigor ruse, the mental maze he subconsciously draws a partner into while he waits and watches her very human self-sacrificing what demure decorum she specifically embodies, being forfeited for the flesh-hungry abandon of a queen. Though sweeping Taurus's game playing begins and ends here, as again he is in no way consciously messes with a woman's mind, the eternal adolescent he has no rational agenda, but is the eternal Adonis asking to be deflowered. Even his orgasm comes upon him as if by surprise, like, one, what's this? Experiencing, experiencing it for the first time, fiddling the color associated with Taurus is green. Taurus doesn't possess much in the way of psychological relationship to sex. He is a sensualist, not an eroticist, and he doesn't go in for elaborate scenes of fantasies. Group sex especially is too impersonal and thus a major turnoff uh, to him. Unless, of course, it's an intimate menage a, trois, menage a trois with two women going at it to please him sensually. Full-on lesbian scenes, a boon for many men, are especially tantalizing to the Torian male. Being so nearly fetishistic about all things feminine, the mere idea of two similarly inclined succulent girls expressing mutual delight in his presence provides almost more uh, tingle than than he can take. Besides which, he actually feels so at home and at ease with women, particularly in such a scenario where he's not saddled with sole responsibility for providing sexual ecstasy, that he is able to relax and share in their pleasure. Fine with not being the main focus, but his fetish doesn't always stop there. For one, he may have a big girl fantasy more likely to be turned on by fat chicks than any other male sign reveling in being overwhelmed by a woman of de-cooning proportions. Moreover, it must be said that Torian males are the preeminent cross-dressers of the Zodiac. Without elaborating on the mythological implications of donning goddess raiment, squeezing into a pair of panties awakens a desired sexual thrill in the Torian, which just so happens to have unmistakable archetypal implications, and it's something that he's totally unashamed of. Just asking any Taurus male, he'll tell you, particularly as it is little or nothing to do with sexual preference or identity. Taurus loved women, even the straightest bull could get stuck on the oxygen network while flipping through channels, but his his being so naturally empathetic to females does have distinct disadvantages for Taurus partners. So I'll go ahead and read the straight turn-ons like, you know, I did for the last two, I guess, or last one, I guess. So straight turn-ons is older dominant females, dark features, Asian women, round solid bodies, short hair, epic foreplay, slow sleepy sex, gymnast, dancers, passive body worship, exhibitionism, teasing, passive seduction, humiliation, married women, cuckolding other men, gigolo role play, passive anal play, passive B&D, hairy bushes, oh, okay, cuddling, caressing, wearing panties, stockings, garters, food, drink substances, and bisexuality. Okay, so he may all too easily fall uh, into extracurricular sexual relationships, not only out of maliciousness or wild, but almost out of sheer laziness with, with relationship rules. Typically, if he does play around with another woman, she'll be a neighbor or work colleague, someone right in the bull's face, who is often also in an, in an existing relationship even single Torians are known to hook up with a lady who's taken, as if he expects to slip right in without expending the effort of building something new. In fact, many women who settle down with a Taurus do so fresh from another long-term relationship, one in which she was still ensnared when she met the bull guy. As the Zodiac's premier collector of admirers, one could say Taurus has a special interest in ready maids 
Still, the best part of waking up with a Taurus male in your bed is that being female-centric, he naturally understands what a woman wants. Given time and patience, he'll eventually get around to doing everything one could ever hope to have done. Taurus man is a clit- clit- clitoral connoisseur whose tongue tends to be as lovingly long as a certain other sizable part of his anatomy. His oral fixation on the Mons Veneres is proof that the boy is Venus, Venus's original lover. Indeed, Taurus elevates eating out to a rite of worship. Of course, he'll expect reciprocation, but the length of time it can take him to climax, not to mention the often mighty length and girth of his member itself, can make returning the favor as tiresome the prospect. Um, sometimes it's a man's job, and if any male sign with uh, would sign up to receive a bit of no-string service from another guy, it would be our easygoing Torian, who is as suggestible as the age group associated with his sign, regardless of how he sexually identifies himself. Given Taurus' swirl of masculine and feminine energies, most bull boys tend to be rather bisexual by nature instead of polarized one way or another, gay or straight. Few straight Torians haven't had it off with a guy at some point in their life. Just as many a gay bull could see himself falling for a woman at one time or another, making strong emotional connections with the opposite sex, there are exceptions and they are striking ones. Certain Taurus gay boys are so palpably effeminate, they seem to be male only in the strict, strictest biological sense. Just as cross-dressing is in commonplace uh, among straight Torians, gender bending is also common among gay men of the sign as well in case of sexual reassignment. Venus working her magic on the physical earth plane can have some very real tangible effects when simply identifying as gay, not as a woman, and it's simply not to note here that many straight Torians do identify as women and end up lesbian transsexuals. This can be true for any sign, but Taurus more so than others. The bull guy will tend somehow to be less as the mercy of need for worship as a love object than his heterosexual counterpart. Perhaps uh, because overt sexuality is already such a striking keynote to gay life and the gay bull, um, bull and the gay and the gay bull is generally pretty well um, stated by the artist. He's he won't. He's won't to, oh my God, I hate when they misspell things over here because it makes my brain go confuddled. He, he, it's meant to say he won't, he won't to inspire. He thus wears a need for deeper affection instead of blanket attention more openly on his sleeve.